0: Hello and welcome to Darkness Loves Us
1: an All Things Horror Podcast.
0: I'm Sarah Lopez and I'm
1: Tennille Bradshaw.
0: And we haven't seen you for a few weeks and we know. Yes. We know. We're sorry that there's been a little bit of a delay. You might have heard that Florida got hit by a category five hurricane. Yes. Hurricane Ian. Ian. Did you just get bit by that ant?
1: No. I blew it off before. Okay. I, it bit I me. got a little nervous.
0: So that segues into where we are and what we're doing. So um, we are fine. And our peninsula, Pinellas County, where we live, was safe. And um, Tennille's going to talk more about that. But we, our hearts certainly go out to our brothers and sisters to the south who experienced just insurmountable loss. Like, yes. it's just insane. Not mm-hmm. only... Um, Loss of property and businesses and family-owned businesses, but also loss of life.
1: Mm -hmm. And we have a governor that's not reporting the death toll, by the way. That's right. They say somewhere around 97, I think, at this point. But They stopped counting. They stopped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know.
0: We won't know until there's some kind of investigation in a year, I'm sure, or something like that. I'm sure we'll all
1: find out eventually. Yeah.
0: So, anyway... uh, we are recording outside today as a, as a breath, a literal breath of fresh air. That's right. We're in a pretty special place. Tina, why don't you tell us about where we're at and why we're here and bring our listeners, our dearly departed lovers, on, on our way.
1: So this is a very special episode, kind of like in the 80s sitcoms where there's like a topic where they're like, mm-hmm. it's a very special episode of Silver Spoons. Do you mean tonight
0: week. on a very special Moesha? Yes, exactly <laughs> right.
1: So we are um, on uh, some sacred lands. And uh, the the lands that we're on are um, ancestral to uh, the Tocobaga tribe of mm-hmm. Native Americans. Yes. And um, it's very beautiful. We'll post on Insta where we are. You know, we are fortunate to know, um, we're fortunate to, have a beautiful backyard where we live in St. Petersburg and in Pinellas Park. I mean, not Pinellas Park, Pinellas County.
0: (laughs) That's a different kind of backyard.
1: It is surely a different, (laughs) Pinellas Park's a different kind of backyard. Uh, Anyway, so we are very privileged to have this beautiful landscape. So there is a saying around here about uh, the thought process on why Tampa Bay never seems to get hit by a major hurricane. Mm -hmm. So I will put out there that it is really, I mean, once those storms get out into the Gulf of Mexico, it is literally a sharp right turn. Mm -hmm. So geographically, it's not easy to hit this area. It would have to hit the other coast and come across Tampa Bay. That could happen. Mm -hmm. But to really get in the Gulf of Mexico and make that hard right turn, it just never seems to happen. Right. It always turns at the last minute. So what people think uh, or have said... It's is almost that kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, right? Tongue-in-cheek. Like a joke, but also kind of serious. kind of not. So um, the Tocobagan blessing on, Pen- on the Tampa Bay area uh, is a blessing that is a protection that blesses this area. Mm-hmm. That's the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good articles about mm-hmm. it. There was one in the Washington Post about, but that pertained to Hurricane Irma back in 2017. But on Hurricane I- um, Ian, it's there's a... Uh, article in the da- Daily Article by Jim Dennison. It was published September thirtieth, uh, and it's th- the latest on Hurricane Ian, or Ian. I'm sorry. Did a Native American blessing protect Tampa Bay? So it goes on to talk about uh, this. That's the story. You know, of course, of course, people. Are, you know, are like it's the same thing I said. Geographically, it's tough to turn to get direct hit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's uh, according to local legend, blessings from Native Native Americans who once called the region home have largely protected it from major storms for centuries. The legend includes the many sacred burial mounds built by the Tokobegan tribe, which some believe were meant as guardians against invaders, including hurricanes. So um, that is the legend of the uh, blessing on our area.
0: So we would like to thank those Toko Bagan Indians, Native Americans that, mm-hmm. you know, did bless this area and also apologize to them for taking all of their land away <laughs> yes. um, as we colonize this land. Yes. And I say we as two white women. Yes. Um, and also I was just telling Tenille about how, like, it's really hard when you hear like, oh, we just have to pray and we kept Pinellas County safe for this blessing, kept Pinellas County safe. And then you see. Um, the disaster happened in, at our South. And I have like a really hard time stomaching the thought of like praying for us cause someone else's misfortune. That's just yeah. a hard that's not to how to think. That's not yeah. how we think. So please, dear departed listeners, know that's not what we mean. No. But we're also thankful for the blessing but, of the Togo and
1: Native Americans. That's right. And you know, dar- darkness lovers, you know we love the Woo. Oh, we love the boo. So we embrace the boo. That's right. So it—that's just a fun little fact about this area that there is the legend of the Tokobagan blessing.
0: So Taneele and I were looking for a place to record today um, that was a little bit outside of, literally and figuratively, outside of where we usually record. That's right. So we decided to come over here to Sacred Lands, which is a spot in Saint Petersburg. Um, where there are mounds mm-hmm. it's a it's a park now that you can like go and take tours of but like outside of it is just like a beautiful place that's on one of our inlets
1: and it's near where the landing for the fountain of youth like
0: yes. it's, it's if you believe the fountain of youth was on our side versus on st augustine's side
1: yes grudge match yeah
0: um, this is where the landing was that's right yeah
1: to look for the fountain of youth
0: yeah so it's a great place so you're gonna i'm sure you can hear in the background the wind in the palms and the um, lapping of the shore that's right next to us and you can hear all the little crabs and um, and uh, frogs and things in the mangroves and mm-hmm. we're just in the in the most beautiful area right now to record this episode which I have to say, it's a good thing we're in a beautiful area to record this episode because mama Mama, hot about what we're about to talk about.
1: Yes. There's some strong thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. about what we're going to talk about. So I'm glad we could ground
0: in this beautiful era before we begin.
1: So, what we're here to talk about, our book report today is about, we Sarah and I watched the new movie that came out uh, last week of the uh, movie adaptation of My Best Friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix. Yes so we're here to talk about that today yeah we're going to talk about how we felt we watched it Mm -hmm. and sarah tell us a little bit about
0: i'll tell you about the movie the movie all right i'll tell you about the actual movie before we actually i want to say at the top hey this is a spoilers podcast it is listen we try to be spoilers light about current things but in order to dissect the differences between the book and the movie we are going to be talking all about the movie
1: so if you don't want to hear about any mo- movie or you don't want us to spoil the book even for you um we're not going. we're, we're going to try not to too much but we're going to talk about some things that happened yeah so so if you want to skip this episode
0: and come back to it after Listen, you read and
1: watch that's this is the part where you do that now and
0: i'm going to talk about the ending that's a major part for me so mm-hmm. you know that's something we have to talk about yeah. but I will say, we've already recorded a podcast. Look a few back. Tenille will, um, when she posts the Instagram, she can reference what number podcast that was. Where we actually talked through the book, My Best Friend's Exercise. That's right. It was one of our most highly rated books of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think it was the season four opener. Yeah, I think podcast. so. Yes. So, um, go back and listen to that one if you haven't on the book first. Because um, it, it's, a, it's an important episode. Yeah. Okay. So, here is what we know about this movie. So... The movie is called My Best Friend's Exorcism. Teen best friends Abby and Gretchen grapple with an otherworldly demon that takes up residence in Gretchen's body. Um, the cast is Elsie Fisher, who plays Abby Rivers, Amaya Miller, who plays Gretchen Lang, Rachel Ojechki-Kanu, who plays Margaret Chisholm, and Kathy Eng, who plays Glee Tanaka. Um, we've got uh, Clayton Royal, who plays Wallace Stoney, one of the girls' boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And we've got Kristen Lowell, who plays Christian Lemon, and he plays one of the, um, brothers that are in, like, the workout... Uh, the Lemon Christian Brothers. Work, yeah, yeah, the Lemon Brothers workout Christian group. Yeah. And he is the same guy who is the producer in Glee. Uh, uh-huh. Not Glee. Let's not, let's not go there. Glow. Glow. Which was a was talent vision show I loved, and That's I loved right. him on it. Yeah. So, um... This book, this movie, is based on a book by Grady Hendrix of the same title, Mm -hmm. and the writers of the teleplay for this movie were Jenna Lamia and Grady Hendrix. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, is Jenna Lamia, I love her, yeah, because she is one of my favorite audiobook narrators. Oh yeah, and I've loved her since I since I downloaded my first audiobook, and I've had my audio Audible subscription for. My daughter is 21, and I got it when she was four years old. Yeah, that's awesome. So I've had it for a long time. Yeah. And she's one of my favorite readers. She, in fact, read my favorite book, which is Saving of that, you know, it's not my current favorite book, but it was my favorite book of the time, Saving Cece Honeycutt. I really loved that book when Mm -hmm. it first came out, and um, I loved her in it. That's the best things I can say about this movie. Um, It was directed by – hold on, hold on. Sorry, I clicked out, of course – um, directed by Damon Thomas. And he has also directed Killing Eve, which loved it. Beethoven, Dracula, Dirk Gently, um, Night Riviera, Rivera, uh, Penny Dreadful. So he's directed a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I love
1: I loved Penny Dreadful.
0: Me too. I never finished it, but I, I need to go back. I, I
1: didn't see the second season because I was just so much in love with Eva Green and Josh Hartnett and all yeah. of them in there. And I just wished it had ended differently. Um, I think they did that series dirty, how they ended it. and But I, otherwise, it's visually beautiful. I yeah. love that. I know.
0: So now let's talk a little bit about, we'll talk a little bit about the actual movie before we talk about the compare and contrast. Okay. okay. So, actual movie opens on them being, like, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Right? They're seniors in high school, right? Yeah. Seniors and seniors? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it opens on like their summer before their i think their senior year i it think doesn't so really give us the it's either
1: before graduation or before their senior year yeah. but they look this is under uh, a mm. digress they look so young they to look me so listen so young. i know we're all getting older and all teenagers look like babies to us right now but there was something about an 80s teenager that looked like are they are they 14 are they 30 are yeah. they 45 we don't know yes. look at that hair and yes. that makeup and that they look they just teenagers in the 80s looked older looks different i want to direct you to pretty and pink i want to direct
0: you to 16 candles i want to direct you to um don't tell mom the babysitter's dead yeah i want to direct you to adventures and babysitting look at those teenagers yeah they looked they had a look to them that was so much older now i know we say our teenagers look so much older now it was older I don't in a think different so. way. Because these ones were older where this girl could be a senior in high school or she could also be a bank receptionist and you wouldn't know.
1: And I in my experience that like when you look at teenagers from the eighties, they might have been uh smoking cigarettes, buying alcohol, and having sex with the teacher's assistant or gym yeah. teacher. Yeah. Where our teenagers today have uh are watch youtube videos and like that they're influencers that's it no offense to them but no it's offense just different. it is, different is a different time i feel that our teenagers i know the naysayers will sell, say doom and gloom and our teenagers and blah 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 our teenagers are more protected now than they ever have been before yes and i honestly believe that yeah
0: I, I do too and that is because of the rebound parenting that happened after 80s parenting that's right 80s parenting that so was like so hands-off
1: Yes. Are you alive? Yeah. I have no way of contacting you when you're out with your friends. Yeah.
0: Now, that wasn't my parenting experience with my parents was not that way, but I would say majority of my friends was that way.
1: I spent, I was definitely latchkey, for sure.
0: I was a latchkey kid with with overprotective parents, and that's a different dichotomy than than others. But these kids in this movie, they
1: look like babies. They do. They looked so young. They look like modern more modern teenagers. Yes. I I feel like it was it the look did not match the book.
0: It was if you can look at it the uh, the, the it movie series is, uh-huh. yeah and you can look at Stranger Things. Uh-huh. and you can look at Fear Street. Yeah. and see how good and how subtle the 80s representation is in that. Yeah. I felt that for this movie it looked like they bought halloween costumes based on those shows yeah for this movie yeah it did not feel of the
1: 80s it really didn't it did feel like that like if you walked into spirit halloween and bought the hip hippie outfit or whatever from the 70s instead of going to the thrift store and actually putting together a 70s outfit yeah but 80s style yeah
0: then the other thing i'm gonna say and i know it might draw some hate from above, from our northern listeners Mm-hmm but it felt like a Canadian made-for-TV movie.
1: It kind of did. It did have that if feeling. If I found out
0: that this was shot in Canada, I would be like, okay. Uh, it
1: was a little Degrassi. It was a little degrassy. And
0: um, I can get down with that, but that's not what I wanted from this film. Not this one. No. Um, so the, the film opens. They're already teenagers. They're, they decide to go to a lake house for one of their friend's parents' lake house to like no um, one's
1: home we're gonna party kind party of party there yeah
0: one of the girls has just a terrible boyfriend which she's in the books too
1: yeah he shows Wallace up,
0: gives them acid they go skinny dipping does the acid work and then there's this whole montage of the girls of two of the girls Abby and um, Gretchen taking off for the haunted house on the property yeah that's kind of set back uh-huh it didn't happen in the books I'd like to say it was something very different that happened in the book. She it, it was different. By
1: she did wander off by herself. And in the book, you didn't really know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Where they decided in the film they wanted to show what happened. Yes.
0: I had an issue with that as well. Um, so then, of course, they go back to school. Things are going terrible for Abby. And she just progressively gets to get worse and worse, meaner and meaner. Um, I, They do that thing that I know movies always do to save time is they amalgamate characters. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. I hated that in this. Yeah. Because um, the thing that was so important and so, I think what made me love this book so much, and I if, if readers remember, when I talked about this book, I was like, this has inspired me to love reading again. Mm-hmm. I had kind of come out of a slump where nothing had really touched me. We had read some, like, fun books, but we hadn't read something that had really, like, made me, like, mmm. It, about reading fiction. Yeah. And this book had done that for me. And what was so special to me about it was the way that it describes those first fraught female friendships where it's almost like a relationship. You're in love with that person. You're also a little afraid of that person. Yeah. You also, they hold
1: your, they hold your life in their hands because mm-hmm. th- you feel that way. That's how it feels. The urgency feels of that friendship it is.
0: in a way that is so sweet and so painful. Yes. That is, it is life changing. Yeah. And I, I was just talking to um, my first friend that I had like that, that was that kind of relationship is my friend, Anna. And I just was talking to her about it the other day, like that first like female friendship where you have, you have good female friends and you have other female friends, but that first one that feels like something bigger than you. Yeah.
1: It's like a, um, it's like you meet your first true love. Yeah. It really is like that. Mine was Opal, mm-hmm. Opal, um, Clifton. And she recently friended me on Facebook cause she, I had been friends with her on Facebook for a while a while, a while back. And then she just kind of took a vacation from social media for a while, but now she's back. And so literally just last week, she friended me and it just made me think that was my first best friend. That was like, she was my first, my first friend love. Yeah. And I just have the best memories of that.
0: And this, and that friendship that I have, I don't know how old you were, but that friendship I had with Anna hit that summer before sixth grade. Yeah. And there is just something about that age. Mm Mm-hmm. That is so just primed for that friendship. Yeah. So, my biggest fault with the movie Mm -hmm. is that you start when they're already teenagers. Yeah,
1: you miss that. You miss that that sweetness.
0: Half of the book. Yeah. Half of the book is
1: building to
0: what those two have endured together to get to that point. And it's not just like a coming of age. Yeah. It's not like a. um, It's like sisterly fights. It's like. It's uh, like mistrust, but also devotion. Yeah.
1: It's Abby escaping her rough home life and Gretchen escaping hers. The hers is rougher in a, or not rougher, but rough in a different way. way. And
0: it's also of them, like, it's that whole thing that they describe in the book where I felt like Grady Hendrix just got it. He did. He did a great job. Of, like, girls that were your enemies, then suddenly are in your friend group, mm-hmm. and you're, like, all friends. Yeah. How that happens in yeah. middle school. Um, it's very love-hate. Yes, because this girl that... Passionate. Is, yes, this girl that's her best friend the whole time, all of a sudden, by the time they get freshman in high school, these girl, these two girls that were their enemies are now their best friends. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a really important situation happening in the book between um, Abby and her mom. Is it Abby? who's who's the one that is the dad that loses his job and everything abby 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 and her mom where at the beginning of the book abby's mom is basically like these girls aren't good for you yeah but at the end of the book what you realize is she is saying that abby you're too good for them yes and you and you are enough and you don't need to get to somebody else's standard and that was a subtle shift. very subtle theme in the book and a subtle shift but in the movie is not even her mom is just of course what they do to every mom, mm-hmm. middle aged mom, which is, is make her
1: horrible. Make her mean and bitter. Just make her mean and bitter. But and, really what Abby's mom was trying to say was, Okay, I know you love the, the these girls, but and you've fallen in love with them, but they haven't fallen in love with you. Yes. And it's like everything you can see. As a parent now that we're parents, we've had our kids that have had these friends where you're like, Oh, I know that you love them, but they're not for you. But you have to let your kid go through it. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them, you know, and you know, it's all kid stuff that they work it out and stuff like that. And, you know, we know what to watch for, but like it. It's, there's just been those kinds of friends who are like, you can see that little heartbreak coming, mm-hmm. but there's I nothing you, you can Tamiel do about there it. Was a, I'm thinking of a few friends of
0: mm-hmm. my daughters like mm-hmm. this that I felt this way about. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you, they're just not my favorite friends. I know. I, I just know, know that something's there's not There's going to
1: be a, a little heartbreak mm-hmm. coming.
0: Yeah, And that's what that mom was saying. Plus that mom was carrying that house, like on her own anyway. Yeah. Um, but that builds up to what happens. Um, in, the, in the book, of course, what happens is they they are at someone's house that they live at all the time. It's not a lake house, it's their house. And they're out on the boat and they decide to take acid and that does happen. And you're like, you spend the whole book wondering, is this a bad acid trip that's gone awry? or is this girl possessed right at first yeah in the movie there is no question about that. that's right so
1: the other thing is so Gretchen when she gets possessed she goes through this period where everyone's like what is wrong with her and she really like stops taking care of herself she gets dark circles in her eyes she gets her hygiene is shit like she's just like withdrawing her parents sequester her Mm -hmm. this all happens in the book but they really didn't have her disintegrate that much in the film they didn't
0: have her disintegrate and you also did not see the panic in Abby, where she's like, I- no one believes me, yeah. and there's something wrong. Like in-, in the in the book, everybody's against turns against Abby. Her friends turn against her, but even when the friends turn against her in the movie, it's not as mean as it was. Yeah, in the book. or her school is like yeah. turning very much against her and what happens lightly in the movie in the book it's like there is no one to help me yeah my parents don't care her parents won't listen to me like there's no one for me
1: and there that is a missed opportunity in the movie too with Abby's mom because Abby's mom believes Abby but knows that there's nothing she can do so she tries to say Abby let it go there's nothing you can do and but so what but Abby does go down to that school when they do turn to tell her "We'll just take your scholarship away yeah her mom, there's a missed opportunity because her mom goes yes. down there and says, "I, I fucking dare you to yes. try and take my daughter's scholarship away because I will go to the news and I will tell them X, Y, Z. This teacher was liking girls, or, uh-huh, yeah. like, you know, she goes, she's like, I fucking dare you. Go, yeah. go ahead, yeah. take my daughter's. And and I, I wish that it Abby really had. It was a real
0: Harper Valley PTA moment it was. that got missed. Yeah, yeah. So then the other thing that really bothered me about that was that in the Book, another character is in love with the priest who is also at the school. But that's right. in the movie, they, they make made it Abby. Abby. I know. And it didn't fit because Abby is in love with Gretchen. Yeah. She might be in not love with her, like, I want to have sex with you in love with her, but right. her love and devotion is only towards Gretchen. Yeah. There is no priest that's turning her eyes. Yeah, they
1: talk about cute boys or whatever, but it's right. sideways. It's like
0: yeah, it's definitely like, like their most important relationship is, the is two each and other. Men. And then um, the girl that is infatuated with the priest. She almost dies over like yeah. She almost jumps off a building when he doesn't return her. uh, When she's been fooled into thinking he returns her advances, Uh and it's actually
1: all the demon and all the Gretchen, Gretchen yeah,
0: doing it. So that that part, I was just like, oh come on! I mean, I understand you're trying to fit it in this like ninety minute movie, Mm -hmm. um, but it really it really soured for me. And then. Uh, All right. I'm about to talk about the big bad. Okay. What's going to happen. Okay.
1: Okay. So if you don't want to
0: know the very end of the movie, this is a time for you to just turn this off. I'm warning you now. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the movie, when they have to do the exorcism, and I won't give involved who's doing the exorcism with her, but somebody is doing the exorcism with her, and that person bails. And the person that's been doing the exorcism with her is using all the tricks that we know from the classic film, The Exorcism, right? Right, right. So he's doing all the same things that you see from there. He's doing the holy water and the holding the Bible up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then then he leaves her and he's like, sorry, this is too far gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, we miss the whole part of all the birds slamming it, which would have been a great visual. So in
1: my mind, okay, so we'll take a step back to the Lemon Brothers. So when you see the Lemon Brothers, they have that seminar at that school. There is they miss that where Abby goes and talks to them on the side. Yeah. Um c- comes later she finds them or whatever yeah. but they I felt like in the book the, the power the lim the power team or lemon, slash lemon brothers have a bigger part in the book. Yes, yeah, they do. And um in the end I feel like am I making a mistake because there's two things there's another thing I'll back up on too but this thing so when in the end doesn't he go get his brothers and they help or no he no. leaves them.
0: He, he's going to, or he's going to call them or something, but she's, she's still the one that, that, that does you. it. Yeah.
1: Okay. I couldn't remember, but I'm like, I feel like his brothers were more involved or his mentioned something, or something.
0: His brothers do get, they get mad at him. I think they but tr- yes. it's already done yes. or something. Yeah. Because, because the ending is the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so upset about it. So they, she has to do the exorcism on her own. Mm-hmm. And what she does to make the exorcism happen, instead of calling out these prayers, mm-hmm. instead of uh, invoking God's holy name, she invokes all the memories of their friendship. And yeah. she starts recounting them back from their first experience where they about E.T. And she'll be like, by the power of E.T., by the power of the skating rink, by the power of the guy that she liked, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola Glass. Mm-hmm. That All these things that they don't show in the movie, so then it just seems like, oh, by the power of E.T., because it's something 80s. I know. By the power of the roller rink, because that, that's something 80s. Mm-hmm. By the power of, like, what was the cassette that they were obsessed with? Madonna, The Madonna cassette yeah. or
1: whatever. All
0: of these things, it doesn't mean anything when that stuff happens. No. It doesn't...
1: It seems really silly. It seems
0: very silly and doesn't invoke what, what the theme of the book was saying is, like, Their we don't love. need religion to save us. What we need is the love of, of a person. And it's not necessarily romantic love. It's that's the right. love of a person who... Facing Who's, all yeah. obstacles, sees when, you,
1: loves you, is your person. Yeah, and and knowing that no
0: one else is on their side. That's right. Everyone is telling them they're crazy, or they're poor, mm-hmm. or they're ugly. They have bad skin. Every single thing that's been said to Abby, and she's and she's like fighting it alone, and she's invoking every important part of their friendship to save her friend, and she does. Yeah. And I thought that was such a beautiful part of the book. Yeah. It took a book that was silly and fun and horror, and also made it a lot more than that for me and yeah. it was like yes i mean i think about Tanil and i's relationship and mm-hmm. other female friendships that i have where i'm like i literally would lay down my life for this person right. i would sacrifice for this person against all
1: odds absolutely
0: and that doesn't get written right very well and for this you hear we have a boat going we have by a boat. do you yeah. guys hear our boat yeah boaters, friends? hi boater friends yeah um for someone who who wrote that book and did such a good job writing the book. To also write this teleplay, I found
1: it, like, supremely disappointing. I think it felt rushed. Yes. So, and then the other thing. So here's the two things that, one thing I'll back up on and one I'll at- tack on about the end as well. So the thing I'll back up on is when we were talking about Gretchen's deterioration. So it when she comes back and she, this demon has Kind of stuffed her away inside where she's being suppressed, and now the demon is living as Gretchen. Mm-hmm. She comes back, she's fabulous, she looks gorgeous, she's mm-hmm. glowing, her hair's perfect, her clothes, she just looks you know, she is hot shit. And she comes back. I feel like that tr- contrast could have been uh, stronger had they focused on either one of those more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one complaint I had about that. And then this is my big complaint that piggybacks on yours is when they do exorcise the demon he looks like a uh, house elf from harry potter hundred percent
0: and you know what else at the beginning you see because the the when they're doing the exorcism the guy's talking to her about like oh have you been seeing a lot of owls around because and he just briefly references that owls are like the portent of the of evil yeah which harkens back to the very opening scene, which is these owls following their car. Yeah, and it's a fucking Harry Potter, Potter situation. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it looks,
1: looks stupid. Terrible.
0: The CGI is terrible. Just let.
1: Just if you're not going to go into it, leave the fucking owls out yeah. of it.
0: because in the in the book, before the exorcism happens, and she's just like sick at her house, and her parents don't know what's going on. Um, there's just owls throwing themselves at the side of their house and dying. Yeah. And piling up all over their house.
1: And Gretchen's parents really keep everyone away, and she disappears for a while, and yeah. that's not really touched on. And you get, on. get
0: information about their, like, crazy religious
1: yeah feelings, and yeah. like,
0: that gets, like, built up. Yeah. And then that's another theme of, like, how religion isn't what's saving you. It's this yeah. friendship because if a religion could have saved Gretchen, it would have already happened. Yeah. Um, so it's just... I, 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 was, I was supremely disappointed for all of that.
1: I really was. Do you have some positives for this movie? Hmm. I, I will say I liked Wallace. He was a real dickhead, and he did a good job. He did a good I job liked being a I liked Little Lemon Brother. I liked him. He was funny. He added some c- comic relief. I think with all my only thing, with I do think he's a great actor, uh-huh. but he's not a very big guy. Like, That's right,
0: and so they couldn't make the power team like as neat had they as they like, were, yeah, because they couldn't make him look so much smaller. Than yeah, 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 yeah. So that part was a little like I see what they did there, but
1: right. So um, and then um, you know the the lead actresses they did fine with what they had. Um, I liked the. Um, I
0: thought Abby did a great job.
1: Yeah, Abby did a great job. They, I, I, I liked. I even liked Gretchen. I thought she did good with what the she had. Two girls. No, but. Um, I really just wish they had, I don't know, flesh them out a little bit more, but also they just didn't look like, it just, it, the look of the film took me out of it because it was all
0: wrong. Yes, it was. It really was. And the, I don't like that they conflabulated the relationship so that instead of, Abby kind of being in love with Gretchen, but not a romantic love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They then made one of the other girls actually in love with her friend. And oh, it was like, that yeah. was unnecessary and not what it was about. You know, it's fine if that's the case. Like crushes on your friend and you you know that friend is straight, so it's not going to happen. That's fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. But that wasn't what this book was yeah. um, in that part of it, in that core relationship. And it just kind of sucked for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that I felt positively about. I think those two girls did good. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. And and I, I think if you had not read the book at all, and I think this probably happens all the time for people. If you had not read the book at all, this movie might've been a three out of five.
1: So I can speak to that Mm -hmm. because my kids watched it with me and, um, they all said, uh, that because none of them had read the book so that's my son and daughter and my daughter's boyfriend they all watched it with me and they were just like something is missing mm-hmm. they said it was okay but i don't understand what they were asking me because they knew i'd read the book why are th- why is she saying the et thing and literally mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and they're like that doesn't make sense it yeah. seems weird it seems like the care bear stare or something yeah. like it just doesn't seem it didn't Come across, and so there was for them. They thought, okay, well, it was okay, but something was missing.
0: It just was a different movie than the. It, it was not
1: even the same. Yeah, thing. that was their take. So, yeah. I don't know. It's okay.
0: To me, though, it's like we didn't have to read a book to love, and I hadn't read all of them to love the Fear Street one.
1: Yeah, that was fun as crap. And they did
0: it, and it was so dark and spooky. There was nothing oh. dark and spooky about that. Yeah, they
1: could have really played up the whole. There was a us. A definite deficit of horror in yes. this movie they
0: just had it that added haunted house that really did and, nothing for and it. then
1: the weird um doctor who looking tapeworms situation was not And oh, the dog and oh, no. yeah it was just uh everything was they just it wasn't scary at all yeah not even a little bit
0: not even a little bit now i'm going to give it two ratings okay I'm going to give it a rating if I'd never read the book. Okay. If I never read the book, I might've given it a 2.5 out of five. Yeah. Um, And I'm basing that based on comparing that to like Stranger Things, It... And Fear Street, which I think it wants to be a contemporary of. I think so. And I, not even in the same they ballpark. shouldn't
1: have tried to adapt it to those shows. They should have tried. They should have just ad- adapted it to the source material. Yeah. And not look to other '80s templates that are around right yes, now. Hundred percent. Because I feel like that's what they did. They were influenced by that instead of really being influenced by the source material. Right.
0: And so for me, as a reader and as a book person who loved that book, and I'm sorry, Grady. I feel very, very bad that I didn't love this. Because I am a champion of Grady Hendrix and Jenna Lamia. Um, I have to give it zero out of five stars for me. I was very, very disappointed.
1: Yeah. I give it like... uh half a skull maybe I found a jawbone somewhere yes I forgot we're doing skulls yeah nonsense. yeah maybe I a couple agree. teeth missing out yes. of that jaw yeah that's what I give it but I, if I had never read the book I'd probably give it a one and a half I don't know yeah. it was just blah it was just blah I'm gonna you know what it's one of those movies that in a couple of years I ho- will have forgotten I've ever watched it yeah I don't know if I'll I'm sorry I'll
0: still be mad about
1: it <laughs> you will still be I mad am, you know what
0: you guys? Um, darkness. Loves, uh, I am as mad about this movie as people were about the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So if you need a if you if need, you need a, reference. Uh, a reference, that's me. Yeah. Y'all are mad about um want to Denarius. I can not Is that her name Denarius? Um you guys are mad about the way Denarius got done dirty. I'm the way, I'm mad about the way Abby got done dirty in this. I'm I'm so mad about it. So Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, Taniel, do you have anything to lift your coffin for today? Should we lift it up? Sure. I have a little All something. Great. Right. Oh, you know what, Aunt Gert, sit up. Look where we are. We're in a beautiful area today. Put your sunscreen on, girl. We're at the beach. Yeah, why don't you go? You know what? Go on and paddleboard right on out there. So tell me what has lifted, because we've had a little bit of a hiatus, so we've had some time to consume things, albeit we had no power for part of that time. But (laughs) tell me um, what kind of things were lifting your coffin lid
1: so uh for the for the you know you know when we're sequestered in the house in the hurricane situation we do watch things and do things so um i've been going through making my way through the halloween list um we watched some conjuring movies we watched we've been watching the halloween ones to get ready for um halloween i need to follow ends. your footsteps
0: on that because that's such a good idea yeah so we've been doing that
1: um and we um one thing I haven't done yet, but is on my list of things to do, mm-hmm. is watching the new Hellraiser film on Hulu. It's I am getting so such good reviews about it because the '80s one was scary as shit. Yeah,
0: me. I haven't watched it yet either. But um, my my husband was just telling me he went to watch the baseball game yesterday. Mm-hmm. At um, actually, the people that own we're at, we're close to JP Tavern right now, Jungle Prada Tavern, and the people the same people own this that owned Old Northeast Tavern. Did you know that? and so he went there to watch the baseball game and he told me that the the bartender there was freaking out about the new hellraiser oh, yeah. was like who has watched it i've got to talk oh, about somebody. it they loved it
1: and the other thing that i would tell our coffin lid i i don't think this is your coffin lid but it, it is our joint coffin lid is sarah and i this past week we went oh no to, it wasn't um, Yeah. so there's a concert series called candlelight concerts and it's through fever which does like seasonal kind of uh, activities mm-hmm. in the Tampa Bay area and other areas. It's I think they're world. They are world. And they're in the world. So they like pretty much it's like Fever has like a, a, a list or a, a source where you can find any kind of uh, activity that's going on in your area. Right. Concerts, whatever. I, you know. Like we went to our we did our last year we did the Ghost Story Tavern Crawl. Oh that was through Fever too wasn't that it? Was. So this one. I'm like a real Fever broad. Fever, you are. So you're a Fever believer. <laughs> So um, th- we went to uh, the Candlelit Concert Series, and it was um, very beautiful. It was in the Birchwood Hotel mm-hmm. in downtown St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. and it was in their ballroom, and they, it was a uh, string quartet who took us through um, very old and very modern um, Halloween themes. Yes. scary spooky songs and it was gorgeous. I enjoyed it with
0: my whole heart.
1: Me too. It was beautiful. We'll i post love some pictures in our Insta.
0: Yeah, we have a little, you know, follow we'll us story, on we'll um, follow us on a uh, TikTok and you can see a video yeah, of it. We have a video. Um it was beautiful to look at. There are some things I highly appreciated. Are you ready for them? I'm
1: ready.
0: Do you know what my number one thing I appreciated was? What is it? okay it was how far apart the chairs were so that if you wanted to get up and go buy a glass of wine during the performance they invited you to because there was a huge gap between it wasn't like excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me yeah i loved i loved the whole setup it was it was very and they were in nice comfy chairs to sit in yeah and
1: candles it was all the battery operated candles but they were
0: everywhere and it's a good thing they were candy candle candy operated no candle operated because i kicked them over twice yes and i would have set fire to that room
1: (laughs) would have been an alarm situation (laughs) but there was also a balcony with a bar that we we had a so sarah and i arrived early we went down to the hotel bar and the and then um we had a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and then we went back we went upstairs for the concert it was like basically in a ballroom
0: upstairs yeah
1: yeah. and they had a bar on the balcony so we had another glass of wine and we just leisurely it was just gorgeous it It was was. it was just and then when we walked down through straub Straub park in downtown st petersburg lights were strung up it was just It was a beautiful, romantic, best friend date. It
0: was. I told Mike, I'm like, it was a perfect night. It really was. From start to finish. We got to
1: wear dresses with tights.
0: Yes. And it was beautiful outside because, of course, Ian brought this cold front on the back side of it. And so we've had such beautiful weather. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, it was one of those moments where you're like, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. That's it. It Mm.
1: Where you're like, I'm living in the moment
0: right now. I highly recommend these um, events. Event fire events, or whatever yeah, it's fever. called, fever, mm-hmm. event fever events. Yeah. Um, we've only had positive experiences. That's I know we that. talked about our pub crawl we went on last year, and that was a wild in a different it was. way. It was. it was really fun. It was. Um, so, what's your
1: coffin
0: lid Okay, so I have two coffin lids. Both of them are shows that I've watched. Well, I, I should say I have three. One is, and I'm probably not going to cover it um, for the uh, Podcast because we've covered like so much of his stuff already, mm-hmm. but I'm like halfway through Horror Store by Gr- Grady Hendrix, mm-hmm. the one that's based on IKEA. Yeah, and it is so freaking fun. That's awesome. There is nothing emotional about it. There is mm-hmm. no like fraughtness over it, right. but it's just really really fun and would be a fun read. So I just recommend anybody read it. It's probably honestly, if I had more like a time where I could sit for more hours at at once, I would have read it in a weekend. Oh yeah. But um so that there's that and then but the other thing is i watched this entire series it's on acorn but but you can get on amazon Mm -hmm. and it's called recipes for love and murder
1: nice
0: i am obsessed with this show if you like cozy mystery murder but not too corny yeah this is for you okay it's Tani Tani Maria, which it takes place in South Africa. And I'm pretty sure from what I've Googled that Tani is a way of saying like auntie or like whatever. And so endeared women are just called Tani something, Tani, blah, blah. So she's Tani Maria. Mm -hmm. And she writes for a local paper. Mm -hmm. And she gives advice for her little town that she lives in in South Africa. And she's Scottish but she's um, an expat to South Africa. Okay. And she gives advice. So
1: she's like Dear Abby. Yeah,
0: like Dear Abby. But each piece of her advice, nope. Sorry, there was a bee by you. I had to whisk away yes. <laughs> just by saying, no, 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 no bee. bee, go away. Go away
1: now.
0: Um, she gives advice, and each comes with a recipe kind of built in. So the person that she's writing to makes the recipe and tries to follow her advice. And um, something happens. I, mean, I don't want to give anything away because it's such a good show, but something happens at the beginning of the show that now there's a murder that she's trying to help solve. And it's a newspaper staff of three women. Mm-hmm. On the hunt to solve this murder in their small town. I truly loved it. It's so well done. It's 10 episodes. Um, The characters are what I love about um, English and Australian, New Zealand, and South African produced shows beautiful but look like people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So it's starring, the main star is Maria. Doyle Kennedy, and if you um, are, a f- are like a watcher, a, a, like an angliophile like me, you've seen her in a lot of things. So she was um, in Orphan Black. She In 1991, she, this is why I think I'm so endeared to her, she was in one of my favorite movies of that time that I kind of watched obsessively, mm-hmm. and it was called The Commitments. Do you yes. remember about a band? So she was one of the stars of that. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in Dexter. Um, she was an Outlander. She's in The Wheel of Time. Um that.
1: I, I, I want
0: to picture her. Yes, I'm I'm um, going to show you what she looks like. You know you I'll, will know her when you see it. her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I'm looking to see there's something that she Oh, she's in the Tudors. But I was looking to see real quick what the one thing was that I've like known her from. I'm pretty sure it's because she was in an episode of Call the Midwife. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a in a really good episode of Call the, of mm-hmm. Call the Midwife My and that's how I know her. That one. Oh, she's in Titanic too.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Did not know that. Did hmm. not know that. She
1: definitely has that look.
0: She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, she's such a great actress. Everybody in it is an amazing actress. Um, Tony, um, I hope I'm not butchering this name, K- Kajor, K- um, I hope I got that right, Kiguro-Gay. Um, she plays Kaya, Kylie Fisher is in it, she plays Jessie September, Jennifer Stein is in it, she plays Hattie Wilson, um, all the men in it are gorgeous, nice. P.S., like, so, not only are the women... Like, flawless skin, like, so beautiful, but also are allowed to be their age. Mm-hmm. The men are also uh, gorgeous. Yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. gorgeous. So, yeah. I highly recommend that show. Please watch it. Nice. Then, the other show that I watched is, I believe it's called Death in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not a perfect show. Um, I'm looking for it right now so I can tell you who's in it. Zoe Deschanel's sister is in it. She's yeah. the main character. Yeah. Um. It's not called Death in Ohio. It's something about Ohio, though. So let me look real quick. Devil in Ohio. Yeah. Okay, so there's a song at the beginning that is s- sings about the devil in Ohio. And I have a feeling that this... I don't know because I didn't look it up, but this show feels like it, like they based it around a song. Like mm-hmm. they heard the song, the song is very spooky, and we're like, let's make a show on it. I don't know, but that's what it, how felt it felt like. How it feels. So Emily Deschanel is in it. Sam Ye- Jaeger is in it, and yeah. he's um, he was in um, you know him from Parenthood. Yeah. Um, and then there's a very sassy Detective Lopez. I loved him, and he's Gerardo Salasco. Um, Madeline Author plays May. She is like a very haunting character. Um, and a lot, everybody else is like unknowns yet, but it was, it was fun. Nice. It, you know, like it's, it's a horror, so it's really good for Halloween spooky times. It has some twists in it. Like I said, it's not a perfect show, but it, it was fun to watch. And I, and I think I definitely would give it a recommend. Like I spent, I had a day that I needed to spend all day doing laundry and that's what I watched the entire day while I nice. caught up on all, all of our laundry and it was perfect for that. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two spooky towns. Very
1: Anything else, or should we close the lid? We can close the coffin lid. Aunt Gert,
0: get off that board and get back in this uh, coffin and let's I'll... close p- back on, girl. Yeah, girl. You look good. you do look good in that bikini, though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pull up your quilt and tuck your little bat friend in and close the coffin lid, and we will see you next week. She's all tucked in. Nice. So, Tenille, I have to ask you. Yes. Do you have anything that's keep getting you through the long, dark night? I do. Okay. Give it to me.
1: Well, I have one because... So, you know... As we know, we consume a lot of media. We consume, of course, tremendous amounts of horror because we love it so it's in our hearts mm-hmm. forever. But um, yesterday I went to go see a movie with my husband, and we had just he had just seen a quick preview, and he showed me the cast. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I didn't know much about it. Um, but it's called um, Amsterdam.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it until you told me about it.
1: So it has a stellar cast. It has Robert De Niro. It has Christian Bale. It has Margot Robbie it has um just a lot of people in it it has Taylor Swift briefly she mm-hmm. has a small part in it um and it is like one of those ensemble type casts and story and it's a story about friendship and it's a story about love but it takes place after um and it's a murder mystery mm-hmm. so it takes place after World War I mm-hmm. and it's about World War One veterans and what kind of some of the events that led to World War II mm-hmm. but there's intrigue um it's, it's it's like a fever dream almost In a, mm-hmm. in a good way You're mm-hmm. like what am I watching and I love it I and, can't wait to see and this I, And I can't believe I've never heard of it before So I will say that it's not for everyone mm-hmm. I was noticing that on Rotten Tomatoes It only had a 33% rating mm. But I don't really care Because yeah. I loved it and I there's something about it That just kept me into it I'm, It was just mostly what am I watching mm-hmm. I've, It was like when you're when you think I've seen all the tropes I've seen all the movies. Nothing can surprise me. Mm-hmm. Well, that isn't true. Mm. This movie surprised How me. How refreshing. It was refreshing. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So, and then also, it was made by the same people who did Silver Linings Playbook. Um, oh, okay. So that could be one reason why I love it so much, because I love that movie. Um, but I think that if you feel like watching something completely different, uh, something unusual and quirky, and uh, Amsterdam is for you
0: great I um definitely am going to see it and I think my husband would like it too so maybe we'll try to see it together yes um how about you okay so mine is I have starting back around May of last year I have had a little bit of country music listening resurgence in my life Mm -hmm. so you know I'm always a dolly and and Loretta rest in peace and a a 90s country fan and uh early 90s country and Mm -hmm. uh um, And I love my Willie, my Waylon, you know. I love your Willie, too. (laughs) I know you do. Um, But I have, like, dipped in and out of, like, alt-country stuff over the years. You know, I definitely had my Sunvolt and my Slobberbone and those bands like that that I love, old 97s. But then, you know, I kind of had been on hiatus of listening to that and just listening to other stuff. And the first thing that happened is Wilco released that um, album, Cruel Country, this year. And it is a country album, but it... Is also like calling out the suffering that's happening in our country, Mm -hmm. and kind of using that music against its own people. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe it. I mean mainstream country. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, they don't stand for what I stand for, and Wilco does. And it's and it sounds like country, but it's remembering where country Country got its roots. Yeah, Yeah. country got its roots in the blue collar worker and a champion for the people. And that kind of thing. So I, I had loved that. that right. Yeah. So that kind of opened the door for me for that. Mm-hmm. And then I re-listened to and started re-getting into Tyler Childers. Yes. There's a lot of stuff going on about him right now because much like Jason Isabel, he had his Damascus Road conversion where he um, has had to give up some major addictions yeah. and change his life. Would
1: you say like he is a born, born again kind of situation? I don't know. Okay
0: there's a lot of people that say that, but if you really listen to his new album, I'm not quite sure that's what he's saying. Okay. I think he is trying to find spirituality in the face of the darkness of this world, Mm -hmm. in the face of religious trauma. Yeah. And also knows he needs a higher power to get him through this addiction. Yeah. And that I find, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a born again situation. I think it's much like Jason Isabel kind of situation. Um, So this new album that he has, which is like, I think there's like five or six songs, but they were each recorded three different ways, Jubilee version, Hallelujah version, and then another version, and it's just different, um, like stylings of the same song, and at first I was kind of like, I don't know, it, it triggered something in me that wasn't great, but now I'm actually loving it, because I'm listening to what the words are saying, and it's not, um, it's not all, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, not correline with the religious trauma I'm trying to (laughs) deprogram it's it's like it's still in line with 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 my beliefs right because he is a you know a liberal and everything else and still singing country music yeah and it's still a champion for the people and I have really enjoyed like kind of digging into this album and I still like his older stuff and I still like his songs that sings about drinking and women and stuff he doesn't have to play him anymore and I understand why he's not um but I still like them, and I can listen to them. No one's stopping them from being in my headphones. That's right. So I just, I have really enjoyed getting back into some new country, taking some new dips into some alt and folky kind of country.
1: Yeah. Some. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I like the, the song I like is, um, I think it's called like Go Tell It or something. It has like a Go Tell on the Mountain vibe. Nice. But then it has like darker lyrics. Yes. Yeah. And there's so many people like that, Sergil Simpson. there's like so many great um, new kind of this new folk country coming out right now mm-hmm. that I think is really worth people yeah. giving and listen to so
1: yeah I like the name all alternative
0: y'all alternative that's right, it's yeah. y'all that's what this is. And you know that that um, playlist we've been listening to that um, spooky banjo playlist. Oh yeah it's like the same yeah. kind of kind of I vibe. gotcha and I like it. I like mm-hmm. a dark, spooky country. I like a murder ballad. yeah, I like a murder ballad too yeah, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. All right, um, looking forward to this week. Yes. I'm going home to the farm mm-hmm. in Illinois. I'm leaving in two days. Nice. I'm, I haven't been back in two years. Yeah. I'm so excited to be with my family, to have our weenie roast. A little trepidation, to be honest, because um, this is my first time to go home. Since the barn has been gone, oh yeah, because we had to um, raise our barn during uh, during COVID, and I haven't been there, so that's going to be a little hard. We had a hundred uh, my farm is uh, about a hundred years old in my family, and that barn was a hundred years old, and yeah. and yeah, so that'll be hard, but I'm so excited to see my family and so excited to be on the farm again, and so I'm psyched about that.
1: yeah We did one thing we did with um, mm-hmm. one of my grandpa's like a barn and my grandpa's um, they had a chest made out of the wood. Mm-hmm. Um, from having to do the same thing and it I think my brother has it but it's just a wood chest but it's made out of the wood from that barn
0: so that is funny that you say that because every person in our family has gotten something so my mom took a plank of the barn and made me a planter that is beautiful Um, a couple of my cousins have signs my kids have um, skateboards like we all have something from it and that 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 helps it'll just be hard to see that visual of it not being there but Something else I'm looking forward to, which I think we'll talk about on the next podcast. I don't know. Sunil, I'm I'm throwing this on you right now. But the uh, yesterday, the Midnight Club released okay. and I haven't watched so it we yet need
1: to watch it. We might need to. That might need to be. A, listen, we're still reading Salem's Lot. Y'all. We are. No, we we're getting through it. it. It's a slow burn. Yeah. But we're going to get through it. And we're going to we get through will it. About
0: it. Yeah, we will. When we get done with it, we will.
1: But next, I think let's do the Midnight Club. We got to talk
0: about that. We love that book. It was so silly. So I'm ready for the Midnight Club, and it's getting good reviews by, by the way. So yeah. Well, it's by the guy that did Haunting Hill House. So that's, that's already right. a step that's in that's its favor. In. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye.